What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Project Fortify podcast. Now, today we're going to be talking about good versus best and how the difference between the two is literal millions and millions of dollars in your business. You see, the thing about good and the thing about best is there's an underlying uh, read between the lines meaning to the words. And so you have good, which suggests that there are maybe more than one good way to do something. Maybe you can do something good over here, and then you could replace the software with something that's just as good. Um, maybe you could even get a little better than what you currently have. Maybe you can have a good employee and replace them with something that's good. But the underlying tones of that word uh, is that you can be better or that there can be more than one good thing, okay? Now, you move into better, and that's obviously a better, <laughs> better than good. Um, but then you move into best. Now, best signifies that there is only one. There is nothing better than best. There is no word that is greater or grander than best. There is no person that is better than the best person for the role. There is no software that is better than the best software for that role. Best is the top of the mountain. And when you focus on being good enough, there will always be something somewhere somehow better and there will be multiple opportunities for that same quote unquote goodness. Now, I don't know if, that, if that's actually a word, goodness, I guess it is, but in this sense, uh, I don't know if it makes sense to you, but to me it does, so that's what we're going with. So um, just be happy I didn't say gooder. Actually, I'm just gonna use gooder the rest of this, this, uh, <laughs> this, this episode. But when you have something that's good, it's just that, it's just good. And there's more than one way to skin a cat in the good box. You can skin a cat this way and it's good. You can skin a cat this way and it's good. You can have this software and it's good. You can have this software over here, this person, and they're all good. And for some of you, good is just that. It's good enough. And if you're watching and you're like, man, listen, I am at the top of my productivity. I am at the top of my profitability. I am at the top of everything in my business and I am in total control and everything is good enough. Well, I have some bad news for you because when you focus on things that are good and you're okay with the good enough, what eventually happens is the market kicks back, the economy kicks back, the good roles kick back. Things happen, turmoil happens, unforeseen things happen. And when you have things that are good, your immediate reaction is to replace them with something better. And it always leaves that little seed of doubt in your mind of, could this be better? Now, what I like to do is there are some things that when they are good, you can leave good enough alone. But I'm always focused on what's the best strategy? What's the best software? What's the best framework? What's the best profit engineering that we can do for this business? What's the best focal point like we talked about in the last episode? What are the best? Because when you look at best, you cannot get any better. And if you're focused on making things the best that they can, you cannot get them any better. You're never going to get to a place where you have 100% best across all the board. But what you can do is you can focus on how can I get 
best. Because what will happen is it allows you to make decisions at a significantly faster and more accurate rate. Because you run it through the filter of, okay, what we have is good. Is this new thing the best? If it's not, stay with good. Look at the next solution, the next software, the next coach, the next whatever you need, and ask yourself, is this the best? Can I get this to be the best in this avenue? If not, leave it good enough. Now, there is the other side of this that's opportunity cost of like getting better and better and better, but that also increases your focus cost of how much focus you're pulling away, which we talked about earlier. And so you have to balance this out and you have to use intuition and you have to go with your gut on a lot of your decisions, but you need to be looking for, is this the best? I don't want you to look for the next thing. I don't want you to look for the better thing. I want you to look for the best thing because the difference between good and the difference between best is astronomical, astronomical. If you want to be the best in the world at, let's say, uh, I don't know, running, you want to be the best runner in the world. You, you can outrun anybody and you want to be the best runner. That's a long cry from being a good runner. If you want to be the best YouTuber in the world, like Mr. Beast is at the time of this filming, Mr. Beast is, in my opinion, the best YouTuber in the world. He has the most sub count. He is the most dedicated to what he is doing. He is the best in the world. Now, there are a lot of good YouTubers, right? And the difference between a good YouTuber and the best YouTuber is tens and tens of millions of dollars every single month. Every single month, there's tens of millions of dollars different between the first place, the best YouTuber, and even the top 10 YouTubers. There is a dramatic difference in the amount of income and the amount of impact that is created when you are the best. Uh, let's talk about profit engineering in a business. There is a client that uh, they had a good contract with one of their vendors, but it wasn't the best contract. And my main focus when I came in was how do we get out of this good quote unquote contract? Because it wasn't that great. It was not the best by a long shot, but they were contractually obligated. And for them to get out of the contract, it didn't seem worth the fight. Now, this vendor was responsible for roughly 40 to 25 to 40K a month in revenue uh, for this business. And so this one contract was worth, let's say on the upper end for conversation's sake, about 40 grand a month. And as we started looking at this, I'm like, man, I know this is good for you, but this is not the best. And we fought tooth and nail to get out of this contract. And to be honest, the owners really didn't believe me. I said, listen, I know you guys are good with this. I know this is okay with you, but this is not the best. And I want to get you the best out of this. And so we fought tooth and nail. We actually took it all the way to litigation. We got the attorneys involved. We had some lawsuits going back and forth to try and get out of this contract. And it, I knew it was going to be worth it. I knew it was going to be worth it. If we could only get the best And I had some of the best in that area lined up, but we had to get out of this contract first. Now the opportunity cost to this was if we got out of this, and um, we, we couldn't do anything else. And we were, we were down 40 grand a month. And for this business at the time, that was about 25, 30% of the revenue. And so the focus was how do we get out of it? 
And we looked and looked and looked and we, we basically fought with them for about four months. And long story short, we were able to get out of it a lot longer than we wanted to be in it, but we were able to get out of it sooner than we, we, we were contractually obligated to be in that agreement. Now, once we got out of that, the next day, within 24 hours, we signed up the best contract that exists for that position in that business. And we took them from doing 25 to 40K a month in the good contract to doing over 200K a month from the same source. I'm gonna say this again, from the same source of inputs, the same amount of efforts, if not less actually. We took them from 40K a month to over 200K per month because we had the best. And so for this one client, it was $160,000 per month swing. Alexa, what's 160,000 times 12? 160,000 times 12 is 1920000 $1.9 million difference for this company over the course of a year. And keep in mind, this is all profit. This is all the cherry on top because it's the same effort. It's the same energy. It's the same amount of resources. It's the same amount of insight and inputs. The inputs were the same. The outputs were dramatically different. I'm gonna say that one more time. The inputs were the same. The outputs were dramatically different. Same inputs, 40 grand. Same inputs, 200 grand, $1.9 million difference over the course of 12 months. All because they simply looked for the best and did not settle for the good. Remember, there's a reason there are a lot of good ways to do things. And there is a reason that there is only one best way, one best way to do something. And so if you are in your business right now and you might have some things that are good and you might be happy with where they are at, I wanna challenge you, is it the best? Is it the best process? Is it the best person? Is it the best, the number one way to get this done? Is this the best way to profitability? Is this the best contractor to have in place? Is this the best? There can only be one. And I want you to be asking yourself every single day, is there a best way to do this? And am I not seeing it? I want you to start asking your circles, hey, what is the best way you have found to accomplish this? What is the best CRM that I can use for my business? What is the best project management software that I can use for my business? What is the best quality traits in this role that I can look for in my business? I can give you guys story after story after story. Um, let's talk about a best person in the business. So for those of you that know, I used to own a tower construction company. We would go out and we would build those, you know, two, three, five, 600 foot cell phone towers. We would put, we'd do all the maintenance on them. We do everything from the underground all the way to the top of the tower. And that was the business that I owned and ran for about 10 years. And I can tell you right now, there is a massive, massive, massive difference between the best and good. Um, I'm going to start with the story about good. And for those of you that are following my story, when I had good people, I ended up losing $160,000 that year, doing about $3 million in business, lost about 160 grand. I had good people. Not all of them were good. Some of them were really, really bad. <laughs> um, straight downright evil, if you ask me. But we had some good people. Now, 
The difference was, was that for every good person, I needed three, four, sometimes five quote unquote good people to replace one of my best people. Okay. Now we would go out to these sites and I would have, let's say three or four guys on a site and it would take them three days to do this job. And I would have three guys, four guys on a site that were good and it would take three days. And let's, let's, let's just do some math here really quickly. So you have three guys, let's, let's, let's just say it's three guys and they all work an average of 10 hours on the site. That's 30 hours a day over the course of three days, you have 90 man hours on this site. Okay. 90 man hours. Now let's say I paid those guys an average of $20 an hour. All right. That's $1,800 in labor for three days. Now what happens is, is I would go out there and I would hire the best and I would put the best guys on the same job, same everything. I'd take the best top hand, the best foreman and the best ground guy, right? Uh, uh, on, on a job and I would take them and I would send them out to the job and we'd have the best of all three positions that were needed. The best, not the good ones, the best. They would do the same job in one day rather than three days. Okay. Now let's say they do spend the exact same amount of time of a day, 10 hours. You got three guys. That's 30 man hours, 30 man hours instead of 90 man hours. Now, if I was paying the other guys $20 an hour, I could pay these guys $60 an hour, $60 an hour. And I would still have $1,800 in labor. Okay. And I could pay them triple because they were best. And what happened was, was now I could invoice faster. What also happened was second and third order consequences was I could invoice faster, get paid faster. I would never have to go back to their sites to do any things that we would call punch items. Oh, you missed the label or you missed this clip or whatever. Uh, I would never have to go back to their sites. So when we would have the best involved, I could invoice faster, get the closeouts in faster, which allowed me to invoice faster. I would never have to do go backs to the site, which increased profitability. Okay. I had less gas going out to the site each day. I had less wear and tear on the truck. I had uh, less wear and tear on the guys. Right. And so I was able to get five jobs done in the same amount of time. It allowed me to get just shy of two jobs done with the best, with the good guys. And so I could get five jobs done with the best guys in the same amount of time that I could get two jobs done with the good guys. And if you're adding, that is a double to the business. It's actually more than a double because I have a lot of savings on the back end with fuel and insurance, et cetera, et cetera, go backs, blah, blah, blah. And so in, over the course of a month, if I would have had the good guys going out there and I just had crews of good guys, one crew of really good, good guys over the course of a month, I might be able to get seven, eight, maybe nine jobs done. Maybe. But when I had the best guys without fail, I would get 20 jobs done a month. And now if I'm looking at my business and I have my fixed cost, I have my insurance, my trucks, my fuel, et cetera, et cetera, my fixed costs in that business. And I took these guys and I, and I put them, I took the good guys and I went through the PNO with the good guys and I had eight jobs done, but my fixed expenses were still the same. When I took the best guys and I got 20 jobs done, my fixed expenses were still the same and it increased my profitability. I had the same expense on labor. I wasn't trying to cheat these guys out. I had the same expense on labor. I had cheaper fuel costs and I was able to invoice double, more than double the month simply because I had the best guys. 
And what happened was that allowed my business to grow and scale very, very rapidly, very, very quickly. Cash flow was not a problem. It was simply going out there and having the patience to wait and to filter through the good so that I could find the best. I had the patience to wait and filter through the good so I could find the best. Now, one of the, one of the things that this will do for you is if you go find the best is it's going to demonstrate to you that you may have a lack of patience, that you may have a lack of willing to go through seven, eight, 10, 12 good people to find the best person. It may take going through six, seven, eight different software to find the best software. It may take going through all of these different areas of your business over and over and over again that are good enough to find the best. And I promise you, once you look and find the best, that is where the, the, the compounding profitability happens. That's when you go from profitability at 40K a month to profitability at 200K a month or an increase of 1.9 million a year because we went from good to best. And so I just wanna challenge you guys, if you have things in your business that are good, go out there and see if you can find the best. And I promise you, it'll be one of the best decisions that you have ever made, no pun intended. So go out there, look for the best, do not settle for good enough, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. See ya.